mentioned it already, but just to bring it out again. Psalm 111 verse 6, Scripture says, He has declared to His people the power of His works in giving them the heritage of the nations. And so the saints will inherit the nations of the earth. Uh, we're talking about the nations of the children of God. Don't forget, we're talking about the new age now. And that is our inheritance. So it is that, that population over which the saints will reign. Now again, if we go back and we just look at the numbers that we have been uh, working around with regards to this uh, teaching, this series that we've been doing, um, assuming that there's no, uh, a, a population of saints of roughly about 300 million, and we said that the, the children of God, the number of the children of God that initially would populate the, the new earth, and we said that number would grow, but the initial population would be roughly about 25 billion uh, children of God. And so the 300 million saints reigning over 25 billion children of God, well, it works out to a, a, a relatively smallish number. And in the earth today, the small, not the smallest, there is a smaller uh, um, community, but one of the smallest communities that we have in the earth today is what we call a hamlet. Now, a hamlet is a population of between 100 and 400 people that is classified as being a hamlet. And so if we take, as I say, just the numbers that we've been putting out there for this series, uh, the 300 million saints into 25 billion children of God, it means that roughly every saint will be, um, not every saint, but most saints will be reigning over uh, a population group of no greater than a hamlet. That's, that's the size that they will be reigning over. A small little, not a town, but a small little hamlet of up between 100 and 400 people. That's the authority that they will be given and they will reign over them. Um, and so we just need to understand that aspect of it. So it's going to be a very intimate reigning because you have all eternity to get to know your constituents. And let's say you've got 100 constituents. Now that number will grow. We said it will grow because that 100 they will have children and they will grow in number. But the saint will get to know their constituents intimately. They will know them you know, inside out because they will spend that much time with them. Um, and so it will be a shepherding role. It will not be a, a dictatorial, as, as this world reigns, there, there will be no dictatorship at all. Uh, it'll be like our Lord said it, it, it is now in this life. The greatest will be the servant of all. And so that, that servanthood will not change. The saints will be there to guide the children of God. The saints will be there to feed them with the word of God. The saints will be there to shepherd the children of God. That is going to be their role. And there will be this endearment. Uh, but, uh, uh, because don't forget, the saints will be walking in the love of God. And they will have the same love for the children of God as God has for His children. So, you know, it's going to be uh, truly a, a blessed uh, form of ruling and reigning over the saints, uh, of, over the children of God. So we need to understand that. Um, another passage of Scripture here is in uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. The Scripture says, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, 
after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And so we've kind of mentioned this already, but this is pretty much how it will work out. As our Lord Jesus Christ, in that 40-day period, um, many times, he would come to the earth, spend time with his disciples, fellowship with them, share meals with them, and then return back to heaven. And then a few days later, he would appear again and chat to them some more. That is a type of what it will be like in the age to come. Because don't forget, the saints will be able to move around at will in the Spirit. That's how we, we taste of the powers of the age to come in this life. In the age to come, we will be walking in it all the time. And so that is the working of miracles, being able to travel around in an instant from one location to another. And so the saints will visit their constituents on a regular basis, fellowship with them, share meals with them, shepherd them, I speak to them concerning the things of the kingdom of God. And that is how they will in turn, they will in fact reign over their constituents. Um, and we also said they will have fellowship. They will, when the, the, the constituents, when there's a marriage taking place, guaranteed the saint will be there, present at that marriage, blessing it. And, uh, you know, being, being part of the festivities. And all of that interaction will take place on a uh, regular basis for all eternity. Um, another passage of scripture, Jeremiah 23, 4-5 says, I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise up David as a, a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. And so there God is very plain about this, that he's going to raise up, set up shepherds over them who will feed them. And so that is the primary role that the saints will play as those who reign over the nations of the earth. They will shepherd the nations of the earth they will feed them. Because, don't forget, um, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so the saints will still be feeding the children of God with the word of God. For their spirits will require that nourishment. And so that is the role that the saints will also play going forward. Now, just a, a, a bit of an aside. We need to understand, again, practicality again. Uh, because, don't forget, saints are different to the children of God. Saints are immortal. Saints have uh, resurrected bodies that are incorruptible and bodies that never sleep because they, they, they will just be as our Lord's body is. Our Lord doesn't go down uh, in heaven every afternoon and have an afternoon nap and then go back and sit next to the, the Father on, the, on his right hand. Not at all. Jesus never ever sleeps. And the saints will never, ever sleep ever again. That's why I said, if you want to catch up on some napping, you need to do it in this life because for life to come, not going to happen. But the children of God, on the other hand, having uh, resurrected bodies that are similar to Adam and Eve's body, will still require sleep. And so 
The Saints will be awake 24 hours a day, but their constituents won't. Their constituents will only be awake 12 hours of the day. And so what, 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 is, what does the saint do in between? Because now don't forget, we, 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 if you want to just look at the time factor, we, the saints will be um, offering sacrifices before the throne every morning and every evening. During the day, the saint will then be down with his constituents or her constituents and shepherding them and speaking to them in, uh, and, you know, just basically having fellowship with them. But when they have to go to bed at night, what happens to the saint? He goes back to heaven, or she goes back to heaven, and fellowships with the rest of the saints that are in heaven, in heaven, sorry, within, in, in the New Jerusalem, in the city. Fellowship with the Lord. And so, you know, that's where their time of fellowship will really take place with one another in the city itself. Remember we said to you that in the city, the saints will invite each other over to share meals with each other in their various residences. The Lord from time to time will invite, well, all the time invite saints to uh, join him. He will also join in with other saints. He'll obviously walk through the city and spend time with all of his children uh, from that point of view. But as I say, from... The, the fellowship side of it, that's, it's during that time that the saints will then enjoy fellowship with one another in the heavenly city. That's just a, as an aside. Uh, then there's the, the other point again, because uh, we made the point with regards to um, the residences. We made the point with regards to uh, serving as a priest before God. And now we also need to make the same point with regards to reigning um, over the the, the children of God. And that is the saint who proves to be unfaithful in this life. The one who chooses a lifestyle of sin and thus forfeits their inheritance, their eternal inheritance. This side of their inheritance is impacted upon as well. Because don't forget, in the parable that our Lord taught, both in the talent and in the mina, um, and there are two different parables, by the way, that he, our Lord is addressing two different uh, categories of his saints, but we won't get into any kind of depth. But the outcome is pretty much the same. And that is that one saint was given authority over ten cities, the other one over five cities, but the other one received authority over none. He had no cities. He, his, his, his mina or his talent was taken away and given to somebody else. And so there are going to be the Lord's saints in the New Jerusalem saved but who have lived a lifestyle of practicing sin in this life. And because of that, they forfeited their inheritance. And so they will not have thrones given to them. They will not have crowns given to them. And so they will not exercise any of this. They will not partake of any of this aspect because they have no inheritance. They're in the kingdom of God. They're, they're saved and they're living in the city, but they will not be exercising rulership in, in God's new earth. And so we just need to understand that concept because, it, as I say, it's, it's a very sobering concept and it's not taught in the church. It should be. It's a very clear truth um, in Scripture. And so, you know, saints mustn't play around with the, the eternal inheritance by choosing to live under grace and use that as an opportunity for the flesh and that is not a wise thing to do and then I want to end off this series 
on just one other aspect, and that is the role of angels um, in God's new earth. Now, just, a, just a brief comment, because from the point of view of uh, the reigning of the saints, it falls within this uh, discussion, the role of the angels of God in God's new earth. And a scripture we can look at is in Psalm 91, verse 11 and 12. The scripture says, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And so, one of the things we need to understand about angels is that our Lord taught us very plainly, Matthew 18.10, that every single child born into the earth has an angel assigned to them, and that's from conception. Now, that ch uh, child, as they grow up, um, that angel remains assigned to that individual for all eternity. The only time that an, uh, an angel no longer is assigned to an individual is when that individual is cast into hell. So they're the ones who are lost for all eternity. Then the angel obviously is not assigned to them anymore. Um, but for everybody else, all saints and all children of God, have an angel assigned to them, and that assignment stays in place for all eternity. That angel never leaves the saint or the child of God. And so part of what the, the angels are mandated to do by God in this life is that the angels are meant to keep the children of, of God, including obviously the saints, uh, away from evil. Uh, Psalm 91 verse 10 uh, describes that, uh, that to keep them, to, to protect them from the evil of this world. Now, going forward in the new age, there will be no evil. There will not be any demons out there who will try and harm the children of God. And so that role the angels will no longer perform because they will not be required to perform that role anymore, obviously. But this particular role that we've just mentioned now in this passage of Scripture will still be a requirement that the angels of God will still be required to perform. And that is, um, the children of God will not even be able to stub their toe against a stone. Now, in this passage, this passage is dealing with our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, when He walked the earth, the angels bore him up in their hands. So our Lord actually didn't stub his toe once while he was on the earth. People think, yeah, he must have a little a little child played and rough and tumble and cut his knee and things like that. Actually, that never happened because God's angels were given charge over the Lord. That never, ever happened. He didn't dash his foot against the stone. Simple as that. Now, going forward in the age to come, that's exactly what transpired. Um, the children of God will not stub their toes. Because the angels of God will bear them up in their hands as they did our Lord when he was walking on the earth. That aspect of their ministry will still be uh, part of their ministry going forward. So they will not have to protect the children of God from any evil. There will be none present. But they will still have to protect the children of God from stubbing their toes. And that's exactly what they will do. Now there's another aspect as well that they will be employed to do, which they're currently employed to do in this life as well. Um, and that is to influence people in the decisions that they make. You say, I didn't know that angels did that. They actually do. Uh, one example in 1 Kings 22, 20, you can go read the passage. Um, God uses angels to influence 
men to make decisions as he wants them made. Um, that's not the only way God does it, but that's one of the ways, one of the things that God does. And so going forward, uh, the angels that are assigned to the children of God in God's new earth will also be used in this manner to influence those children to be making decisions in line with the perfect will of God. Now, the saints who reign over those children, let's look at a handler for argument's sake, um, those saints will know God's perfect will for each one of those children. Now, I call them children. Obviously, most of them will be adults, but they will also have children as well. And also, any new child born into the earth going forward, a new angel will be allocated to that child or assigned to that child and will remain with them for all eternity. On that aspect as well, inside the heavenly city, we already mentioned it, the saint will also have their angel alongside them. They don't lose their angel. So as the, the saint is given now authority over a hamlet, so that angel who is assigned to that saint will have those angels. Now each, let's say there's a hundred um, children of God living in that hamlet. Children of God, bear with me. I know they're adults, but just to get the, the terminology right so we can differentiate between the saint and the children of God. So the saint is ruling over this hamlet of a of hundred uh, individuals. Each one of those hundred individuals have at least one angel assigned to them. Every one angel. And so the saint will reign over the, the hundred individuals. The angel who is assigned to the saint will reign over those hundred angels that are also in that hamlet. Now the children of God living in the hamlet will not see the angels. The angels will still operate in the unseen realm as they do in this life. It is only in the city of Jerusalem where angels and saints will be operating in the same realm and we will be interacting with each other visibly. But in the earth that God creates, the new earth, the children of God might be aware of the presence of the angels, but they will not see them. And so it's in that manner that the angels of God will influence, because now again, the, the, the saint knows what the perfect will of God is for an, an individual in that hamlet. And so the saint is wanting that individual to make a decision in, in line with God's perfect will. He will then uh, instruct the angel who will instruct that angel to um, influence the decision that the person makes to be in line with the word of God, uh, with the perfect will of God. And so it's one of the ways that um, angels will be used in the earth in the age to come. And also this shows how the saint will rule over the children of God and also the angels of God from that point of view. Because their angel will be reporting to them and their angel will have all of the angels of those uh, individuals in the hamlet reporting to them. And so the saint will have authority over both the children of God and also the angels of God for that particular situation that God has placed them over, uh, having authority over. And so that's pretty much how the angels will slot into the way going forward. As Now, it's not the only way. Um, obviously, the, I'm just touching briefly on it, but I just wanted to bring the concept in because, you know, angels are going to be there. There's billions of them, and there needs to be. Why? Because 
um, we said that the children of God will begin a population of roughly 25 billion and grow from there. And so, you know, they'll go into billions of, of people. And so each one gets an angel assigned to them. And so there are literally billions and billions of angels really waiting to be assigned to the children of God as and when they are born into God's new earth. And that brings us to a close with regards to this series on the end of the age. That's taken it as far as what scripture reveals to us. And we don't really need to know anything more uh, further than that. And even that which we've discussed over this section about the new heavens and the new earth, um, the new Jerusalem, uh, you know, although we can see what scripture reveals to us, we'll only experience the reality of it you know, in the future. But nevertheless, because the Bible does talk around it and talk about it, so we teach on it. And one of, the, one of the reasons, main reasons we do, not main reasons, but one of the reasons we teach along the subject is because there is so much false teaching that gets brought in along this subject. Um, in order to lure the saints away, to draw the disciples away from uh, the truth of the Word of God and to go after um, fantasies and fiction and that type of thing. Because as the saint gets drawn away in this area, so then they get fed then with the poison of all the other weird doctrines that go along with them. But that's the reason, one of the reasons why we teach on the subject. But that brings us to the close of the series and we're the end of teaching on that.